0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am, Mike, joining me for his making his triumphant return to the show after what we realized was five crazy years, Mr. Rob Vincent. Rob, thanks for coming back, man. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. So, I, good to chat with you again. Yeah, it, it was insane. I, You know, we were thinking about this. We saw that you were announced as the assistant coach. And I was like, oh, we just talked to him. And then I looked back, I was like, no, we just talked to him when he started at the Academy. And I was yeah. like, well, that seems like that was yesterday no it was 2018.
1: <laughs> yeah now i feel i mean for me it feels like a lot's happened in that time so i'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more but yeah five years a lot's happened and um yeah a lot a lot to catch up on
0: for sure i, I guess just to kick things off you guys is you know you and the family you guys are doing good you ready for the holidays doing
1: well yeah um you know i have a daughter that's who's four now ida uh, my wife katie so yeah we're you know just getting ready for the holidays you know real fun times with with ida she's um you know getting all excited for christmas and presents and family and cousins and things like that so yeah looking forward to it
0: yeah this is a this is a great time do you guys have any sort of traditions or anything that you guys will do we're still kind of in the um still kind of making those little traditions
1: and seeing what what sticks with ida um she's starting to just get into like some of the movies now yeah. she doesn't really have the attention span prior to this year but we've just started introducing a couple of the christmas movies so we'll we'll see what she likes um and then just little things you know what kind of food are we going to lead out for santa and things like that but yeah other than that you know my, my wife's family's from pittsburgh so we, we see a lot of them um my wife has two brothers so we see them and their family a lot so yeah just it's, it's nice we stay we stay local and um yeah it's a, it's a nice time of year
0: that's awesome um, Visser, when we talked to him a few weeks ago, mentioned that you guys swapped offices. How's the uh, how's the new office?
1: Yeah, he I have a little bit more square footage now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was obviously upstairs in the with the in the academy. Um, Dan was downstairs with the first team and we just did a straight swap. Um, so now I'm alongside Bob and, and Bushy. Um, and this has moved upstairs you know, with the academy. So obviously this still has you know, his hands kind of on both on both sides of the things, but um, yeah. But with me just being fully involved with the first team now on a day to day, that's that that made sense. And yeah, enjoying it, enjoying it.
0: That's awesome. I, something else, I just have to give you a shout out for this past year. I believe you were inducted in your alma mater's Hall of Fame, right? Correct.
1: Yeah, that was in September. So that kind of yeah, it was it was a very pleasant surprise. Um, the the AD reached out to me. Um, she was Brent Stevens. She was the same AD. Um, from when I was there, so yeah, they reached out in the summer, um, told me, and um, yeah, went back to Charleston in September. Nice little ceremony. Uh, my parents were, came in for the for the weekend as well, which was really nice. So yeah, it was kind of humbling, but a very nice little experience. And it was the first time my wife and I had been back to Charleston in probably seven, eight years. So a lot's changed. The campus has really kind of grown. Um, cool new soccer facility that they got there. So, you know, Charleston's doing really well. Soccer teams continue to do really well. So it was great to
0: see them. Now that the Hounds have a Hall of Fame, are you like setting your sights on that? Or is it just like, if it comes, you know? No, no. (laughs) I mean, people
1: have said that to me before. And I I sometimes have to remind them, like, listen, I only played three years. I had one really good year, two okay years. So um, I think there's a lot of people who are ahead of me in that line. Um, but who knows, maybe, maybe I can make a mark in, from the coaching side as well. And, uh, maybe in the future, that's, um, that's something that happens, but no, there's a, there's a lot of great people who've come before me in this organization. So.
0: Listen, man, I, I have no doubt, you know, you, you mentioned sort of coaching here a little bit. I said, last time we talked, you were literally just sort of getting your feet wet with the academy. It's been five years. So like, you know, tell us a little bit about that experience. You know, you went in not really knowing what to expect to come out. It seems like it was a success. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I'll I say as well, I, you know, I still hope to still play a little bit of a part there too. you know I think one of the big things that we're still trying to do as a club and as an organization is is create that pathway. So on the boys' side, you know, I'll get into it a little bit more detail, but obviously I've been on the girls' side for the last five years. But one thing Bob wants to make sure we're doing is, is tracking the boys and making sure that, number one, we're producing – good players, but then also looking to see if we can bring anybody through into the first team. And obviously we saw that with Anders last year, um, who, who got a little bit of a taste and we want that to be a regular occurrence. But yeah, going back, you know, five years um, <clears throat> when I was a player with the Riverhounds, I, I still, I, I helped out a little bit with the academy. So I kind of put some time in there and and learned what it was all about. Um, I think I all, always had in the back of my mind, I would say from, from probably... Probably from when I started college and I started doing a little bit of kind of coaching on the side in college and, and kind of, you know, I'll, I'll say Chris Grassy, who was my second college coach, had a big influence on me, kind of made me really think about going into coaching after I stopped playing. So that was always in the back of my mind. Um, but when I stopped playing with DC, um, it was kind of, the uh, it made the most sense, you know, for, for, for family wise to move back to Pittsburgh. We were comfortable there um and yet to 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 find a role in coaching so you know um i came back jason cutney scott gibson at the time you know welcomed me back got me a position you know straight away and and yeah just kind of from that point onwards it was really about just developing my you know coaching ability developing my coaching style and and really like you said just getting my feet wet and, and seeing seeing what it was all about
0: we were talking a little bit off air about you, you know, sort of continuing to play a little bit here and there. Has there anything? Is there anything that you learned in your experience coaching that has sort of now influenced you as a player that maybe you didn't realize when you were a player?
1: Uh, loads of things, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been said before, but if you could kind of just go back, you know, five, ten years, or and relive your playing career, you know, knowing what you know now, um, yeah, you pick up so many, so many little things. Um, but yeah, I think that's just seeing things from the other side of the sideline. I guess um, again, it's just been a huge learning curve over the past five years of pretty much everything from like how you see the game on like the grandest scale of how you want to set up a team to the this, this tiny little minute details of how you're communicating with certain players, how you're um, getting the message across to influence people to you know to try and improve them in little areas of their game. So um yeah I, again I've, I've grown so much in the last five years um not just within kind of the academy setting and actually being hands-on with with the players but also you know i've, I've tried to push the boundaries you know by doing you know i got my a license a couple of years ago um i've done some kind of other kind of online courses and, and and just kind of kept trying to just find as much information as i can out there just to keep um to, to just to keep trying to improve, and I'm sure that's going to be a continual process over the, the next, however many years, I continue to do this.
0: I mean, it seems like the academy has just sort of exploded in terms of the talent that's coming out of it. You know, on the guy side, as you mentioned, but you know, mm-hmm. definitely on the women's side as well. Yeah, what do you think that you know you can attribute to sort of the success of that program? Why is it doing as well as it is?
1: I think it's just honestly steady, continued growth. I mean, you know, when I was playing here, I mean, ten you know, 10 years ago. Um, back then, I mean, we had very limited space, not a huge number of players, but you could tell what Scott and Jason and John and Justin had put in place was was a really very good foundation. And and since then, you know, it's just grown and grown and grown. The number of players who've come in have grown. Obviously, the boys and girls are both now playing in the ECNL, And it's just, you know, it, it's hard to really pinpoint any one thing, but it's just continued devotion to, being good coaches, um, trying to coach the kids in the right way. Um, and I think it's just been very, uh, just a very natural development. And then obviously being tied in with the pro team helps too. You always have that. Um, having the the fantastic facilities that we've added over the past, you know, starting with Highmark, obviously, but now adding, you know, Montour Junction Sports Complex continues to attract people. But again, I think just hiring good coaches, um, and just having, you know, a really good kind of way of doing things. And, you know, I think the, the success is kind of inevitable and I, I only see it continuing to grow.
0: So, you know, five years, you're, you're, you're sort of kind of turning the page here, but looking back, lots of great moments. What would you say was sort of your proudest moments from, uh, or one of your, one or two of your proudest <laughs> moments from, uh, from that time? Um,
1: strangely enough, um, probably was like, two weeks ago when I, when I, you know, had to, so I was obviously, you know, still coaching two girls teams at that point, um, the U19s and the U16s. Um, And I think probably my proudest moment was all the messages of kind of like thanks and support that I got from the players who I'd worked with. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've taken from these past five years is, like the relationships that I've built with so many of these kind of younger athletes I mean because I've coached when I first came back I started with the U9 boys team and then the year after I was with a U19 girls team so I've had like a little bit of everything I've coached boys I've coached girls I've coached all the ages all the way through which has obviously been great for me to be able to have to adapt and develop my my coaching style and um, learn how to put a message across but yeah like I grew so close, and and particularly the the girls teams that I just left a couple of weeks ago. I grew so close with them over the last three or four years, um, and I, you know, as as much as I'm excited for the next chapter, um, I'm really going to miss working with those players. You know, on a you know three or four times a week and, and traveling, um, and playing games and going to showcases and tournaments. I just you know built a lot of really good relationships with with the team. In general, but also with, with certain individuals as well, certain individuals who we put a lot of time in and, and effort together. Um, and, you know, they're, they're all going to do, I'm sure, fantastic things. So I'm going to keep track of their progress, but I'm going to miss them a lot.
0: You mentioned, you know, the pathway is there for the guys. We had talked to, to Jeff last year about, you know, could we ever potentially get a women's team? Like, would you be interested if there was a women's team and potentially coaching that team? I think that's, I mean, that has
1: to be a long term plan. You know, I think that there's been huge success, obviously, um, with the academy. The men's team continues to do really well. I think the natural progression is having a women's team. And I know there's huge support in the city for that. Um, you know, I can't put a timeline on that, but I'm sure it's something that has been talked about. We as an academy have obviously worked towards that as best we can. Um, this past summer, we put out our first USL academy women's team, which was a U20 league. Um, and, you know, we had players, you know, like Sarah Shepansky, um, who did so well at Pitt, who came back and she was an academy player and, and came back and then played for us this summer as well. So the building blocks are definitely there. Again, I don't know how far we are away from having a fully fledged professional women's team um, sure. a year round, but, you know, I know that that's something we're working towards. And, you know, hopefully that is something in the next, you know, five, 10 years that we can, that we can say that we have.
0: Yeah you know give give the fans sort of a sense of your coaching style we know how bob likes to get up and he's on the sideline and he's yelling are you going to be right there next to him or are you sort of the strong and silent type you know just sort of sit there what what, how do you like to manage a game um well i think my role you know with bob is is i think
1: you know bob is obviously very experienced he's done a fantastic job i think my job initially is going to be Learning from him, you know. Yes, giving my input when necessary, but I think part of it is going to be, you know, sitting back and, and and learning from him and seeing what he does on the training ground, how he manages a match day, things like that. So, you know, I won't. I don't think you'll see too much of me um, jumping off the jumping off the bench and running up and down the sidelines too much too early. Um, but I guess to, to to maybe touch on my coaching style. And the way that i've developed over the past five you know five or so years with the academy and obviously academy is different to, to coaching professional as well but um i think it goes back to you know those kind of relationships i think i've really learned the importance of building the trust um with the players building a relationship with the players um and, and trying to get them to um to buy into to what you're trying to go towards um I know one thing that Bob, you know, has already mentioned to me that he thinks is going to be a, a something that I can offer this group is is maybe working with guys on an individual or kind of smaller you know, unit basis, um, and maybe offering some of you know some of my expertise if you like. Um, and again, just trying to maybe you know when guys you know after training they want to do some extra work, or if it's on their day off and they want to do some extra work, really trying to get into the kind of the details with those players. So you know, breaking down video and. And where Bob is probably more focused on the team as a whole, I can go in and and maybe try and help those individual players on things that they need work on or or maybe working on groups.
0: You mentioned sort of being around Highmark, being around Montour. Have you been around the guys? Like, uh, did you have sort of like a friendly relationship before this? And now it's like, all right, I'm boss man coming in or how's nah. that going to work?
1: No, I mean, you know, so obviously, I mean, yeah, I obviously see the guys around quite a bit, some more than others, you know, I mean, some some of the guys you, you've, over the past few years, I've seen quite a lot of. So Danny Griffin, Danny Rivera, um, Chico, um, you know, Kenny, I see a bit of, so I obviously know them, but I haven't been in, in too close of contact with them. So and and since I've come in, you know, a lot of them have, have, have kind of gone back home or so. I've seen a few of them around here and there. Um, but yeah, once they get back in in, in January, February, obviously, we'll, we'll start to kind of really kind of strengthen those relationships. But, um, but no, like I say, I mean, I want to I, I certainly don't see it as a relationship where I'm going to be. I know you were kind of kidding a little bit but kind of bossing them around like I said I want to kind of get on the same page as them and, sure. and 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 see how I can help them and you know bob is obviously bob can can get after guys a little bit when they need it. um you know and hopefully i can be there to to, to kind of support them and and um again I do, i'm just here to help and hit, learn from bob but also offer what i can to the team
0: for sure and, and you know I, we were talking to to visser a little bit about you know his new role and this idea of potentially having sort of, um, you look at some of the other teams around the league, Louisville does this, you see this, the Red Bulls do it where they sort of have a system and a style of play going from the academy all the way up through the pro team. So it's very easy for people to transition um, from the youth ranks up to the pro ranks. It sounds like we don't have something like that yet. Um, Potentially there is a goal of doing something like that. I was just curious, in terms of how you would approach the academy team was there a set system or a set style of play that you'd like to play and is that similar at all to what bob likes to do or how does the, how do those two things match um well
1: i think the major difference is again obviously in the academy it's very much about the development of the of the players and the individuals and when you come to the pro team it's all about winning so i think bob as he's shown Across his whole career, he's very pragmatic. He's going to do what needs to be done to win. Um, I've had good conversations with Bob, even just in the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, he, there's probably times when he gets pigeonholed a little bit as a defensive-minded coach, or um, but he has, you know, very strong ideas, and you know, he he, he would love to be able to play attractive, expansive football. Um, but you know, being Pittsburgh and maybe not having the hugest budget in the league, we we can't necessarily go out and get the players to um be able to play that attractive and and free-flowing style so we've had to be pragmatic and obviously that's been very successful but again going back to you know me within the academy you know again I'm trying to you know develop players who are fearless who are brave um who are technically proficient so my style has always been at least over the past four or five years and I think this stems back from when I was a player as well is encouraging them to play so you know trying to be a possession team you know trying to Make good decisions of when we can attack quickly, when we have to slow the game down. Um, always trying to be aggressive defensively and trying to press high up the field. But again, I think I don't think that's any groundbreaking stuff. I think that's you know how a lot of coaches and a lot of people want to play nowadays. Um, it seems to be the way that the top teams in the world play. So that's how I've been trying to develop players. You know, and with that, especially on the youth side, comes mistakes, comes losing games, conceding goals, trying to build out from the back. Um, and and for me as a coach, learning to accept that. But again, when you go into the professional game, you, you now have to win games. You have to be more pragmatic. So um, you know there'll, there'll be a little bit of a change. But again, I, I'm this is this is really what I'm excited to learn from Bob about because I know he wants to be a, an attractive team to watch. He wants the fans to come and enjoy watching the Riverhounds play. But at the end of the day, Tuffy wants to win. The fans want to win, and that's that's the most important thing. So if we have to play in a style that maybe is a little bit ugly on the day to get the win, then then we'll have to do that.
0: For sure. Yeah. No, we, we talked to Bob. We love Bob. Um, has, uh, has Visser given you any sort of uh, suggestions or tips for sort of working with Bob on a day-to-day basis?
1: Um, uh, I, <laughs> I think I'm Yeah. I mean, if, to be fair, this and Bushy, they both, you know, in, in the couple of days, as this was all developing you know they they kind of gave me the the introduction to what it's like um working on a daily basis um i mean the one thing i'll say i mean like i say even just in the past couple of weeks i mean bob you know he he has so many um he's so thoughtful about the game and he think he you know he's he's incredibly intelligent and he's very kind of calculated in, in all the decisions he makes and i'm learning that already so yeah i'm just excited to learn from him learn his process. You know, and, and you know, hopefully, you know, when the time comes for me to move on and, and, and go up, go up on my own way, then I think I'll be a much better coach having worked with him.
0: For sure. We, uh, you know, sort of looking at the team now and the guys that you're going to be working with, yeah. something that, that we were struggling with was the fact that, you know, we have this team in 2023. We win the player shield. So like statistically, we're the best team in the league. And then you go into the first game of the playoffs and you lose. So as you head into the off season, and I know it's still early days and you're getting your feet wet and all of that, but how do you assess what happened last year? Like, like we had actually put out a poll. I've mentioned this a few times. We put out a poll where I, I said, you know, part of me feels like if you could guarantee that we win the player shield the next five years, but we always go out in the first round of the playoffs, I might take that because that means that you had a fantastic season And like statistically, you know, that probably coincides with a nice open cup run like we had this year. Like so many things happened this year, and then it just doesn't happen the playoffs. Like, I I struggle to deal with. Like, what does that mean? How do you do you fix anything? Do you not fix anything? How do you sort of look at this past year and and think about that this offseason?
1: Yeah, it's tough because I think you know, especially with me coming from you know Europe and, and England. You know, the the big the big prize is winning the, the regular season if you like. You know, that for me shows who was the best team over the course of the season. And then the playoffs are just kind of a one and done thing where as we saw against Detroit, anything can happen on the night. And um, you know, I think Bob would be the first to admit it wasn't our best performance, but Detroit came in with a game plan, stifled us, made it difficult. Um and so that can happen. So, you know, I don't think I don't think you need to change too too much. I think very good squad last year, obviously a fantastic record. Um, You know, of of course we'll bring new players in and players will move on as we've already seen um, during this off season. Um, But I think again, it's trying to be trying to build on last year, trying to be a little bit better than we were last year, improving in areas that we need to improve, replacing players we need to replace. Um, But I agree with you. I think, you know, if, if, if you if you get offered the top spot for the next five years i mean that you, you you know you're doing something right and then you know maybe maybe there's just something we've got to do as we as we close in on those playoffs maybe a little bit of a mentality switch um you know because as a club we haven't probably succeeded in the playoffs um over the past several years and so that's probably a hump we need to get over um but you know, again, I think Bob's been around it long enough. I think he he probably knows what it takes. Um, but as you as you know, one night can can just kind of can kind of knock it all down. So yeah, I think build on build on last year, try and be a little bit better than we were last year. We know where the teams are going to improve. Um, and yeah, as those playoffs start approaching, maybe just kind of work a little bit harder on that mentality side of things and and, and work harder to prepare for playoffs because. You know, I know there was a lot of celebration on the supporter shield and, and, you know, maybe there's a little hangover effect from that. So, you know, maybe next year, if we, if we do get ourselves into that position again, it's like, all right, it's like a little bit more serious this time. We celebrate the supporter shield less and we kind of focus on the playoffs. Well, hopefully that's the bridge we can cross when we get there.
0: For sure. We got um, 11 guys that are returning that we know of, like options and, and contracts. That's the most that, that have ever sort of returned in a Lily era in your opinion i mean obviously we need like bodies but is there something that you'd like to see added to this team that you think will help us get over the hump or something that you that you're telling bob like hey i think we should look for this this off season
1: um i'm not telling bob anything yeah (laughs) Yeah. Visser
0: said something similar by the way so
1: (laughs) yeah no bob i mean bob is very clear on what we need to add um you know i'm we're obviously working on that on a daily basis now in terms of bringing guys to look at over the winter into pre-season next year. So that's kind of the majority of our work right now is is planning and, and adding players for next season. Um, you know, as Viz said, I mean, pretty much every position we're, we're looking to add players in right now. Um, obviously, I think that the most obvious one is probably replacing Arturo at the back. You know, we had such a fantastic year last year. So Kind of filling the filling the hole that he's left um and then you know i think making sure that we have goals at the top end of the field as well um i think those are the two big areas right now but just again just trying to improve on every position you know if, if you know the players that bob has brought back he has a lot of trust in has a lot of faith in um and they wouldn't be coming back if he didn't um and then just trying to fill in those holes around him. but you know again conversations i've had with bob he's he's happy with where we're at and you know he's done this so many times before so we're, we're kind of in a period right now where we're we're happy and we're just kind of working hard and um and making sure that we have some you know some some good options kind of heading into january
0: yeah You mentioned sort of, you know, the potential of, of you sort of learning under Bob and sort of maybe going off on your own at some point, do you have like aspirations of eventually being a a manager somewhere else or, or sort of being a head manager somewhere, or do you have like a five-year plan?
1: No, I don't have a five-year plan. Um, You know, I've, I've always found, I mean, yeah, you kind of have those kind of goals in the back of your mind, Mm -hmm. you know, from a playing standpoint. You know the goal was was always to play professionally but sometimes the goalposts move on those you know up until i was 18 the the, the you know the aim was to play in the premier league and then those kind of go up in flames and then all of a sudden you readjust so you know then then the goal was to just play professionally in america then you get to the usl and mls so no i don't have a, a set goal in mind but i certainly do want to stay in coaching um and you know at some point probably yes be a head coach but you know i'm I'm really not looking too far ahead and i've I've always found just in life that if you just kind of put everything into what you're doing right now then the opportunities generally will come along you know at you know when you need them and that's kind of how this has come along you know i was working with the academy you know i, I bob probably knew that i was looking for something like this uh, whether it was here or whether it was somewhere else um eventually you know, as i started to get itchy feet and as i started to kind of feel as though I was ready for that next step. And unfortunately I was able to stay in Pittsburgh and stay with the Riverhounds to do that. So, you know, like I said, I just want to, I just want to be the absolute best assistant coach that I can be for the Riverhounds, whether that's two years, two years, three years, five years, whatever that might be. And then, and then we'll see what, what's next.
0: Love it. You mentioned the premier league. We can see the Everton kids hanging up behind you. I got to yeah. ask you what's your take on all the uh, Everton nonsense, man. It's
1: been a, uh, it's been a really really tough last few years i mean it's really tested my patience and there's been plenty of times where i've just not watched because i couldn't i mean two years ago and then last season i was convinced that we were going to get relegated and we somehow escaped um and then this year just when everything started to look like we'd kind of turned the corner and results were picking up we got slapped with the the 10 point ba- uh, deduction so but the one thing i will say is the trend we're trending in the right direction we're yeah. actually playing a lot better another good result this past weekend mm-hmm. and we're still now only two points inside the relegation zone so i think if you were to kind of extrapolate the season out over the next you know 25 games mm-hmm. we're probably safe
0: yeah
1: but it's evident and you never know you never know what they're, <laughs> gonna, never know what they're gonna do next week so
0: i think you guys will get out yeah. i i got i got yeah. high hopes for you for sure
1: yeah um
0: i guess closing thought here you know you you'll be stepping back onto high mark this time as a coach on the sidelines yeah. what are you most looking forward to that first home game
1: um you know there's something just about like game days in general professional game days in general but game days under the lights at high mark steel army like there's just something about it, like that aura that it gives you, that feeling that it gives you. So even though I won't be stepping on as a player, I'm just kind of excited to get those butterflies back in my stomach, to just kind of hear that drum beating and kind of thudding through your chest a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, there's just something about that that um that I've missed a lot from, from, since I stopped playing. Um and yeah, just you know, the the goal for me, we talk about goals. I mean the, the goal for me when I stopped playing and when I went into coaching was to try and get back into the professional game in some capacity, you know, and this is, this is a, you know, fantastic opportunity. So yeah, just, um, I'm excited to see what next season on holes and excited to just kind of be back a high mark under the lights and, and you know, kind of hearing the steel army, you know, pound away all night. That's awesome.
0: Last, last question is, uh, is Ida going to play?
1: She actually just got home tonight, actually, from grassroots. So she's been doing Riverhound grassroots um, on Monday evenings. Um, right now, she I don't really think she understands soccer too much. Um, she just runs around. They were doing 1v1s tonight, and she kept getting beat. So she's got a little ways to go. Um, but no, she, she's surrounded by soccer, obviously. With me, my wife played soccer too. So she comes from a soccer family. Um, she doesn't, she, she, every now and again, she'll watch Everton with me um on a weekend um and yeah but if she wants to play she'll play she's also signed up for gymnastics She's signed up for dance she's you know so whatever she wants to do she'll i'm sure she'll do
0: that's awesome well, Rob, I always appreciate talking to you. Um, we got to make sure it's not another five years before we catch up again. Um, Absolutely. yeah. so much great stuff going on. Thank you again for stopping by. Hopefully you, your family have a fantastic holiday. Best of Thank luck with the, with the off season. First off season as a, you know, assistant pro level. Yeah. You know, I think everyone has really high hopes and uh, we're all pulling for you. So I think this is gonna be great.
1: Thank you, Mike. And uh, yeah, happy holidays to you and your family and really appreciate you guys having me back on.
0: Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So absolutely love talking to Rob Vincent. Um, Like I said, completely shocked when I look back and it had been five years. uh, But, you know, such a great guy, uh, such a great story. Um, Absolutely love it. Uh, As we talked about, you know, the Hounds did announce some news. Uh, We've seen that there are 11 players back. Um, But, you know, we're going to wait. Basically, everybody else was sort of off doing other stuff this evening. Um, So I'm sort of picking up the pieces here. But uh, we did also hear that Ardonia's is left as Rob had mentioned. And we also got word today that Joe Farrell is off to Hartford. Hopefully Ortonia's isn't gonna be in the East. Uh, There was some talk, you know, when we talked to Visser about potentially, um, you know, international news, it would be fantastic if Ortonia's got a shot overseas, but we will see. Um, Obviously a lot going on, it's the off season. There's lots of other people that we're looking forward to talking to. Um, Just absolutely delighted to to have Rob on. almost giddy. I don't get nervous for these types of things. I don't know with Rob, I always get nervous, but uh, such a great guy. We had such a good time talking offline as well. So um, I think it's going to be a really good, really, really good setup for the hounds this year. So that's what we got for this one. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate it. Um, We should have another show here before the holidays, but uh, we will see. Otherwise, thanks everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon.